You're listening to episode 145 of the Tennis Files podcast. The ball release and loading phases of the serve with Dr. Mark Kovacs. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Welcome to the Tennis Files podcast, bringing you advice from the top minds in tennis to help you improve your game. And now, here's your host, Mehrban Iranshad. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Tennis Files podcast. My name is Mirban Iranshad, a former Division I college tennis player. And on the show, I interview the world's top coaches, pros, and experts to help you improve your tennis game. And today, I have a short masterclass session with you, specifically focusing on the release and loading phases of the serve from Dr. Mark Kovacs. Uh, I actually spoke with him fairly recently, actually for a session for uh, Tennis Summit 2020, and it was really fantastic and hyper-focused on the two phases of the serve that Dr. Kovacs thinks is, are really the keys to having a great serve. And so it was really a pleasure to talk to him. And just to give you a little bit of a, a, a recap on the summit itself, it was uh, incredible. It, would, it took place the, the week of the 20th of April. And we had an astounding 13,748 people who registered for the summit. And so that is well over double last year. And certainly there are a lot more people at home um, to uh, take advantage of the summit. And I hope you all are doing safe and well. Um, but yeah, I've made a lot of improvements to the summit as well. And I have never gotten so much amazing feedback. So I just want to thank all of you who attended and even who didn't, but uh, everyone who sent me just uh, so many nice emails about the summit. I saved as many as I could in my uh, in a Google Doc. I actually cut and paste. It's probably not the best method. I was thinking, I was wondering if there are any apps to help with this, but other than saving in a, an email folder uh, or copy pasting into a Google Doc, I couldn't figure out what else to do with those, but those were amazing reviews. So uh, I'll stop tooting my own horn, but it was just really fun and uh, always a pleasure to be able to serve you all and, uh, and to help you uh, improve your tennis game no matter what the circumstances. And I did get some some like I mentioned crazy awesome emails including one that said that the tennis summit was like Christmas and uh, really brought a really great feeling to me so all the hard work definitely is worth it so great success for the tennis summit uh, tennis summit 2020 and I'll be serving that sending out a survey soon to get some feedback on how I can improve the summit even better for 2021 and beyond so um, but with that, uh, I just want to turn it over to Dr. Kovacs, and I'll be there, of course, uh, asking some questions, and we'll get into these two phases, the release and loading phases. Uh, Dr. Mark Kovacs is very famous for his uh, eight-stage model of the tennis serve, and uh, there are a couple stages that I just I mentioned uh, a few seconds ago that are going to be the most important for you to focus on. So... Even without going into the interview, you already are getting key insights, I would say, into where you might want to really be focusing. Obviously, it really depends on 
your own serve, but more often than not, the re release and loading phases are really where you want to be uh, analyzing and making sure that you have them properly practiced and on point. So, all right, without further ado, here is my interview with Dr. Mark Kovacs. Thank you so much, Mark. I really do appreciate it. And I can certainly think of a lot of <laughs> problems that I've had, you know, with my server over the years and still, you know, have in, in some areas. But uh, in your opinion, and from what you've seen, Mark, what are some of the, the biggest problems that amateur players have with their serve technique? So when you're talking about the serve, you've got to differentiate fundamentals from style. And too many times people focus on style. Uh, and a lot of the time that's just where our eye goes. But what I've tried to do over you know, many, many years is really look at the research on the serve and focusing on what really matters. And with most recreational players, the biggest areas of concern are the first really three stages of the serve. You have the start, the ball release, and then you have lower body loading or stage three. If you get stage two and stage three, which is ball release and loading correct, pretty much you're going to have a good serve. That's usually the two stages. If I'm working with anyone, they're the two major stages where if we can fine tune those and get the fundamentals right, everything else in the motion kicks off from there. So that's the biggest issue. And unfortunately, most recreational players don't get those two stages down well enough. And then they just try to make contact with the ball anywhere they can. Because we're all competitors. We all want to hit the ball. We all want to try to get it in. But if you're stage two and stage three, the release of the ball and then the lower body loading isn't done in the right way and the right pattern and the right sinking, then the rest of the motion falls apart and that's the problem. And that's the same with any skill. If you don't get the foundation right, if you don't get the first few stages of building a house correct, the house falls down. It's the same thing with the serve. So we just need to make sure that as a player, that you take care of that. Everything else later, you know, what's happening at contact, what's happening after contact, that's all icing on the cake. Don't worry about any of that stuff until you get the beginning parts correct. Love that, Mark. And that's really fantastic for all of us to really be able to hone in on a couple areas of our serve. And when you're talking about release, is that simply just like the technique of us, uh, the, the ball toss and, and how we do that? And is that just uh, related to our arms or is it anymore? Exactly. So the ball toss is as simple as it appears is one of the more challenging aspects to most tennis players, even at the professional level. A lot of the pros I work with, we're spending a lot of time making sure that their ball toss, their release is correct. And we know that all great servers have, has a very consistent release point, release location. So we want to make sure that as a recreational player, that you still have a quality release point and release location. Got it, Mark. Thanks a lot. And, and with that, I mean, what, what would you say is the biggest inhibitor of a good uh, ball release that you've seen? So there's a couple things. There's really three major things that go on. One is its location, meaning that if I'm releasing the ball here in front of me, you can release it straight on towards the net post, sort of 12 o'clock. You can release it at about two o'clock, which is the preferred location between one and two. That's approximately 45 degrees with your arm angle. Um, or you can release it at three or four o'clock. So that's the, your range that you could release the ball. Most people actually release the ball too straight on at the recreational level. They release straight towards the net post. 
And that doesn't allow your hips to rotate. That doesn't allow you to load effectively. And it causes a chain reaction of events that isn't good. So what you want to do is release it between one and two o'clock, sort of in that position there, so that you're looking over your bicep. You don't want to be releasing it out here. You want to be releasing it there. So that's one of the big ones is that location. Second is where positionally does the ball come out of your hand? Does it come out low? When I say low, that's lower than your nose or your eye level. So that you've got a little range there. Pretty much between the eye and the top of the head is where all great servers release the ball. So as a recreational player, there's no reason why you can't get that down correctly. It's a pretty easy skill. You just got to know what's right and what's wrong and then just practice the right way. So you want to release the ball somewhere between eye level and top of the head. If you don't, if you release it too low, what happens? The ball gets out in front of you and you're always chasing it. And a lot of players have that problem. They release it too low, it gets out in front of them. If you release it too high above your head, what happens? It goes behind you. So those two factors are a problem. And then the third big factor is ball height. How high do you want to release the ball? And there isn't an exact number that you want to focus in on because a lot of it has to do with what your knee bend is like and how explosive you are out of your lower body. If you're really explosive, you actually can have a lower ball toss because you can come out quicker, you can explode out faster, you don't need as much time to generate that energy transfer. If you don't have as much knee bend, you're probably going to have a slightly higher ball toss if you're jumping. And there are plenty of players out there at the recreational level that don't jump. So if you don't jump, you want to lower your toss. You don't need a very high toss then. You just need to remember that the ball toss is always dropping slightly, but you don't want it to drop very much from its apex. The longer it drops, the more challenging it is to actually hit. So you want a little bit of drop from its apex, but not very much. So those are sort of three big areas on the release that you want to focus on. Awesome, Mark. Really appreciate that very detailed explanation of the release stage. And so when we're talking about the loading, uh, you know, I really agree with you. I see a lot of, um, you know, bad technique with the loading phase from, from players. Like I see a lot of players who are you know, just they have too much weight on their front foot too early. And so I was wondering if you could also talk about uh, just the, really the keys of the loading phase and, and things that we can work on to really help our serve significantly with the loading phase. Yeah, I think what may be the easiest, if you're okay with it, I may actually share my screen quickly. It may give you a um, really good way to, to see this. Let me just share the screen quickly. And this will allow you to see uh, a scenario here that will l let, let you see it in a bit more detail. Yeah, one of the best parts about stage three or loading is really focusing on the back leg. And this was an article we did a few weeks ago, which is a good resource for everyone. It's available here at the Kovacs Academy. You just go to kovacsacademy.com and go in the search category and put in back leg serving. You'll get access to this. Uh, you know, it's really one of the most important aspects of serving and especially at stage three. Why do we say it's so important? It's because the main aspect here is we're trying to develop back leg loading and back leg loading really comes down to the aspect of can you load into that back leg? And there's a lot of drills here and exercises that can help you work on that. And the concept behind this is, do you know how to push into the back leg? Do you know how to rotate around the back leg? And can you explode up through the back leg? So if you can do those three things, you're going to have a good serve. 
But again, there are some challenging exercises here that a lot of players may struggle with. So you want to start slow. You want to work through this effectively. And there's also a couple exercises in the gym that will help you develop that back leg strength that you may need to work on. So I thought I'd just put this out there to the viewers because it is something that may be helpful for them. And again, they can go to this Kovacs Academy and search for back leg serving and they can get access to that resource. Ooh, I really love this, Mark. Thanks a lot for bringing this up. And uh, it's huge. I mean, I remember actually uh, investing in a course where you and uh, Will Hamilton from Fuzziola Balls, uh, 100 Mile Power Club, great course. And that was one of the exercises to do. And I found that that really helped uh, me gain a lot of power on my serve. And so I really enjoyed that. Um, just kind of like a mini question with that. I was curious, when you're loading the back leg, and I'm sure this is in the, the article too, but like, are you also rotating normally as you would with a normal serve or should you just try it without rotating first and then try that progression next or, or how? Yeah. I mean, the goal is to do it all at once. And okay. if you can do it all at once, that's the preferred option. The challenge sometimes is for individuals to do two things at once. It's not so easy, especially when you're learning maybe a new skill. So it's okay to break it up into parts initially, but very quickly you want to make sure you put them together because you're going back and down to go up and out. So if we go back to basic physics principles, for every action, we have an equal and opposite reaction. And to hit a good serve, we know we wanna go up and out into the court. So to be able to do that effectively, we have to store energy back and down. And that's a pretty simple concept. And if we hold to basic physics, we can really serve better. And that's something that everyone out there needs to understand. There's a lot of style that comes around the serve, a lot of coaches that like to do different things that they like or how they served or how they were taught. But we have to remember that most of that is style. We have to make sure that we focus in on the fundamentals. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at newbalance.com. Thanks, Mark. And so one question about the loading phase, and I've actually noticed this before when I've done video analysis of my own service motion, is that, uh, you know, once I get into that trophy position, it seems like, you know, I and also a lot of, lot of players, uh, you see that they just don't really get that same dra uh, racket drop that you're seeing with a lot of the professional players and, and, and others. So I was wondering if there are a couple different ways or, or observations that you have that can maybe helpful, help us get an insight into how we can actually get a better racket drop when we're serving. So when you're talking about the racket drop, are you talking about at the trophy position where the elbow should be and things like that? Or are you talking about a true racket drop, which I would classify as stage four cocking stage where the tip of the racket is pointing straight down? Actually, yeah, great question, Mark. I think I would just go to, to stage four where, sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, so that's, that's a challenge for a lot of players and a lot of it is physical. So we have to understand, is there a physical limitation, a physical challenge that the individual may have? And typically there's two aspects to that. One is they don't have very good thoracic extension, it's called. That's when you point your chest to the sky and you can actually push your chest up as high as possible. So if you're limited there, that's potentially a problem. 
Um, so that's one aspect of it. Uh, the other is you just may have limited range of motion in your shoulder. You just don't have good external rotation. You may have had a surgery when you were younger. You may just be very tight back there. You may just not have the range that you need to get in the position that a John Isner or a Serena Williams gets to. And that's part of that is age potentially, you know, as you age, that gets stiffer and less mobile if you're not training it. Um, but the good thing is we have plenty of exercises to help you with that, to get you more mobile and, and better range of motion. So you can get in a better racket drop position. Awesome, Mark. Well, I appreciate that. That's really fantastic uh, background and just really great tips uh, by themselves to help us really improve our serves. And so uh, what, what step or steps would you advise the audience to take to, uh, to become a better server? Yeah, so the biggest thing is really to make sure that you analyze your serve, you have someone you work with analyze your serve and focus on your fundamentals. That's priority one, two, and three. All the style stuff is important later. That's what makes you you, and that's what gives you your differentiator. But we gotta make sure that you understand your fundamentals. Are you loading your back leg effectively? Are you staying side on long enough? Are you exploding out of your back leg effectively? And are you in a good position at contact to make solid contact with racket and ball? If you do those things, those are the things that make good service. So there's no reason why everyone watching can't have a really productive and effective serve. Love it. Thanks, Mark. And also, I just want the audience to uh, learn more about you. And we do have links below this video, which I highly encourage you to check out. I mean, as you saw with the article that Mark posted, it's just super quality stuff that, that Mark is creating. And so, uh, Mark, where do you suggest that people uh, go and check out your, your content at? Sure. So there's really, for players, there's really two sites that we have. We have our Kovacs Academy, which is hundreds of hours of content and nearly daily new information. And that's long form articles, long form videos, uh, interviews. We have an Ask the Doc section where I'm answering questions nearly daily from people, players all over the world on different topics. So that's really the, the, the hub of the information. And then we also have an instructional app. If you go to the App Store, or the, the Google Play Store, um, you can download the Kovacs Tennis app and there's you know lessons on there, there's the ability, we have a forum there where we're engaged on a daily basis. Uh, you can send in your strokes for analysis, there's all sorts of stuff that we do on there. So those are the two real ways to you know find us, kovacsacademy.com and then on the app side, it's Kovacs Tennis. Uh, you can search it through any of the app stores and download that and you know i would love to connect also twitter and facebook at kovacs institute so you know you can reach us there awesome mark well thank you so much uh for this wonderful master class on the serve i really appreciate it and always i'll uh, value the time that uh you know i have to when we speak together so thanks a lot mark and all the best to you all right, I really hope you enjoyed that masterclass interview with Dr. Mark Kovacs, who is currently the Senior Director of Sports Science, I believe, at the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is pretty amazing. And he's also affiliated, of, well, he, he and his uh, wife, Mary Jo, founded the International Tennis Performance Association and Kovacs Institute, and I'm sure there are many others that I'm forgetting uh, Dr. Kovacs is just uh, really brilliant and very active in the tennis community, as well as now 
uh, basketball and also many other sports. He's uh, really trained with some incredible players. Um, you know, one comes to mind, I believe, uh, John Isner, who was on the cover of one of his books. Uh, and so you definitely want to check out, you know, all of his work. And I'm just Googling, actually. I just want to make sure I get the title of this book right for Dr. Kovacs here. Yes, so you definitely want to pick up Strength and Conditioning for Tennis Players. I have that book, even though I couldn't you know, fully remember the title immediately, but a great book, and it's going to really give you some uh, great information that will really help your tennis fitness and uh, strength and conditioning, obviously, and give you some great ideas on uh, workouts as well and the best exercises for your game. If you enjoyed uh, this podcast and you enjoy the Tennis Files podcast in general, I would be very, very grateful if you could leave a review for the podcast. And you can just simply do that on the podcast app of your choice. I think uh, Apple Podcasts in particular is very helpful and impactful in terms of if you leave a review, then it'll put the podcast higher up the ranks, which just helps more people see it and not let it be buried with all the <laughs> thousands, hundreds of thousands of other podcasts. But um, in any case, it's I uh, really, really appreciate all your support and also the support of uh, the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, which is what the podcast uh, is on. Uh, that's a network that it's on right now, and uh, really happy to be a part of it. And um, yeah, so I, I, I really always enjoy these podcasts. I'm looking forward to bringing you as many professional players and great coaches on the podcast as possible. Definitely going to you know, start after the summit, uh, you know, the summit has ended now. And so I can really put a lot more resources into the podcast and into finding some great guests for you. And if you have any connections, as they say, I don't know if they even say that anywhere, but any connections with, uh, you know, some great professional players or, uh, great coaches, just let me know. Email me at mirbon at tennisfiles.com. And I'll leave you with a quote as I often love to do at the end of the show to, hopefully to give you inspiration and motivation and so forth and some great ideas. And this one is by Eleanor Roosevelt. And Eleanor Roosevelt said, People grow through experience if they meet life honestly and courageously. This is how character is built. Love that quote. All right, well, wishing you the best. Again, uh, safety and health is paramount in the, during these times. And, um, you know, if you do play tennis, if you're allowed to, I hope you stay safe. And, uh, yeah, I've, I haven't been able to myself, unfortunately, but I'm keeping myself in shape in other ways, especially doing my at-home workouts and great exercises that I've learned from some amazing people like Dr. Mark Kovacs and Dean Hollingworth. We had a really cool um, live workout during the summit, which is like so much fun. And, uh, all of you voted to torture me, which was totally cool. And, uh, Dominic King and Nathan Martin from tennis fitness along with Giselle and, uh, just so many other people. Um, Dr. Niru Jayanti. So, um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, I can't thank you all enough for your support and your, Passion for the game, number one. It's just such, such a great sport, lifelong sport, and we hope to spread the message of how great it is along with enriching everyone with the knowledge. And once you have the knowledge, then you must act. Otherwise, it is almost worthless. Still good to know, but you better act on it to get the most out of your potential. All right, well, this is Mirabon signing out, and I will see you on the next episode of the Tennis Files.
podcast. Thanks for listening to the Tennis Files podcast. For more tips to help you improve your tennis game, visit TennisFiles.com.